Welcome into Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State University Athletics. Well, we've got the whole crew with us today as we recap the 45-21 win in Moon Township, Pennsylvania. Had a nice little trip up to Pittsburgh, and the Owls brought that Owl-rate offense out in a 45-21 win over Robert Morris. We will preview the matchup with North Alabama. Jordan Griffith will give you the Big South Blitz, and we will hear from one of the heroes of Saturday's win, and an individual who's making a bit of a homecoming, albeit different parts of the state. But the Alabama native Tyler Moore will join us as Kennesaw State gets set to take on North Alabama. We'll kick it off next on Inside the Nest. Nolan Alexander, Brandon Sutton, Barkley Miller, Jordan Griffith with you. We'll have the Big South Blitz and Tyler Moore and Factor Fiction later here on the pod. But, guys, 45-21 over RMU, a noon kickoff on the road. It was cold, but Kennesaw State brought the fire early. Had a couple of Tyler Moore forced fumbles that resulted in back-to-back -to -back touchdowns. The Owls were up 14-0. They were up 21-7. They rolled away in this one, and that was one of the more impressive games for KSU this season. And uh, just starting off from the very beginning of that game, Nolan, you're waking up early. It's a little chilly outside. Factors that could could easily impact the way they came out to play, but they just didn't let it get to them. The offense came out early, ready to roll, and the defense came out ready to shut down that uh, shut down that offense. And it was just we were able to see that they were able to build up upon the things that they said they wanted to come into this game and build upon. Yeah, like I said last week, it was a get-right game for Kennesaw, and they got right. There were a lot of things working against them, going all the way to Pittsburgh, and then, like you said, the cold weather, something that Kennesaw State hasn't had to experience yet this year, something that Robert Morris is used to. Robert Morris tried to implement the spread, glamorous Gardner-Webb offense that Kennesaw State saw the week before, and Kennesaw State made adjustments to take care of it. You're right. I mean, they, they came after it. They got after the quarterback, made George Martin move around enough to make him make mistakes. He – there was even an interception in the game late by the backup, but the two forced fumbles proved to be kind of how the game started. Honestly, so I, during the broadcast, me and Nolan talked about it. The tone was set on the opening kickoff with a big hit on the returner. After that, it was all owls all day. It was fun to watch. It was, it was the first time, in my opinion, that we've seen this Kennesaw State team compete in every aspect of the game. Their special teams were on point. Their offense was on point, and the defense was on point as well. Yeah, and all from you literally hit it. All three phases of the game: special teams, offense, defense. They were on fire on Saturday. Um, special teams. I remember those lights out tackles on those kickoffs. I, I couldn't believe it sitting home and watching the game. It was just amazing to see they were able to, bring, able to bring all three phases of the game together, and it was a great thing to see from Kennesaw State football. Yeah, I, man, I have no clue why Wynn kept bringing that out. I mean, he kept bringing the ball out, and he would just get smacked every time. But, yeah, just go ahead. I had to make that statement. <laughs> well, he may have forgotten he was playing Kennesaw State and thought he was playing Kennesaw State Saw. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kennesaw Kenne State Saw. Yeah, they're, they're a different program. <laughs> Not as successful. I heard that halfway through the broadcast, and I was just like, wait. <laughs> what, what, what did he just say? And I had to rewind it back a couple times. It was, it was, it was hilarious. So, Brandon, our setup up there, we, we walked in, and they said, okay, you're going to be over on this other side. And they have, like, administrative offices that kind of back up into the press box, which then, of course, overlooks the field. So we had to walk around this meeting room, which then we found out later you can just easily cut through the meeting room. And we walk, and it looks just like The Office. The setup's very similar to the TV show, The Office. We walk in, and then there's, like, Pam's desk. And then we walk into the conference room, and there's this massive table, and then they've got the little counters, one side for radio, the other side for our communication staff, and then there's like Michael Scott's office chair and, and desk himself in the back corner, 
And that's where Reese, our, our video coordinator, was set up, and Kyle Hess, our photographer, rotated in from time to time. It was one of the more unique setups. But I say that the windows didn't open, so they dropped an XLR down from the ceiling tile. So Jordan did a great job with the crowd mic. But we had, like, no control of really bumping up the mic that much just because we couldn't control the windows and everything. So we were lucky to get the Kansas State saw on the broadcast. Yeah, we barely got it. And on top of that, Nolan, we didn't really get a really good feel of, like, what was going on out there. You know, it's very, it's a lot harder to call a game with closed windows. It's it's a different feel. The, different, the atmosphere is very different. And the unfortunate part about that to me, did you go to their visiting radio, like, broadcasting booth that they had? Yeah, it looked pretty nice. It would have been a – Perfect setup. <laughs> it would have been like one of the top top three setups we've been to this year. I, I would have been excited, but yeah, fortunate we had to call it in Michael Scott's office. But it's okay. I, I do have a question done. for you guys though. So were you guys around where they were doing the TV call at all? No, we didn't no, get to hear it. That was on. That was in the actual press box, not the conference area. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, just throughout the entire game, watching on ESPN Plus, you could vividly hear first off the guy counting down to commercials. Every, Ooh. every time going down, you just hear him, commercial in 10, 9, 8, Oh, gosh. Seven. And then we also, and I wanted to ask you this because I was wondering if they were, like, how close they were to the KSU coaches. Because every time there was a big offensive play, I can pr- – I'm, I'm not exactly sure if it was Coach Zachary, but all I heard was just him screaming, get him, what are we doing? Ah! <laughs> Not, not verbatim, but. <laughs> that, that's crazy, though. They weren't close at all to the Kennesaw State, like, coaching box. I mean, it was, like, next door, but the there's a wall between just like we do it at Kennesaw State. It wasn't anything very different. Mm-hmm. If, if you have ESPN Plus, go back and yeah. listen to it. I'm telling you, just listen through the game. You can hear it. Like, I, I, saw, I saw on Twitter a lot of people were ripping it, like, ripping the ESPN Plus broadcast. I thought it was another situation where it was not live, like it's happened twice now on the road. Um but he's I just saying that, all right, the KSU radio crew is going over there, cutting all the cords. Got to listen to us, guys. <laughs> We're getting this viewership. Well, one thing that was great on Saturday, and that was another offensive owl raid performance. Xavier Shepard threw four touchdown passes for the second straight game, which is interesting because you think, okay, if you're a defense, Kennesaw State just threw four touchdown passes in a game. All right, we can't get beat through the air because they just beat Gardner-Webb. And in a lot of ways – it looked easier against Robert Morris passing than it did against Gardner-Webb. What did you guys think of the passing performance for KSU? I think it was awesome. I think Xavier Shepard and company came out ready to throw the ball, ready to open up the offense in that way. looked like they maybe prepped for it a little bit more this week, which is exciting to see Coach Chestnut and company open up the offense, which is something that we haven't seen much of since 2017-2018 season, really with Sumter and Zay and all the other guys you could go to. Now they have – they have the tools to go to these receivers and open it up, and I think it's definitely helped out. And not only that, Robert Morris made themselves very susceptible to the passing game by just stacking the box and not honoring Xavier Hill and Cedalgo Neal and everybody else, Gabriel Binyard, in the passing game. So it, it definitely opened it up for them to go over the top. You can definitely ask Sutton here, the offensive guru. He, he, he saw a lot more than me, but that's, that's what I saw. I, I'm going to start off by saying you hit the nail on the head with they loaded that box. And from the very beginning of the game, they were loading the box in the first play. So I, I can already tell just from his his vantage point up there, like a hawk, Coach Chestnut sees that and he says, okay, nobody learned from the film last week. And so I feel like that's one of the reasons he just felt he was so able to just spread this thing out and just continue on this outright attack that we've seen week in and week out. 
in a lot of those, the, the passes, it, it's straight vertical passes. You know, it's it's not just dink and dunk and braid your way down the field and happens to be broken tackles. I mean, the ones to O'Neal catches them in the end zone. A delicate, not sure exactly what the route was, may have been some sort of a modified wheel, but it's a streak route going down the field. Why is it that the vertical passing game is so successful in this offense, Brandon? Well, that's going to start off just from our base offense, the option, because coming out on every play, we try to set up every single play, pass, run. We want it to look the exact same. So if we come up for a run play, we want you to think it's pass or a run, you'll never know. But from just that playing setup, the defense has to come out guessing. And when they come out guessing, typically they're not going to be right. Because when they're coming out, they're guessing. Linebackers are trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to have to scrape hard to the left, to the left, or to the right, to try to get outside to stop an outside pitch. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to have to bunch inside and get everything tight together to try to prevent the dive. So when those things are happening, our offense, we're just taking advantage of what they're giving us. So maybe it may be a run call, but as soon as the uh, as soon as Xavier's in that backfield faking that handoff, mm-hmm. he has the opportunity to pull that from the back and just step back and see if uh, Caleb O'Neal or if someone's coming out of the backfield on a wheel. It's just that extra option that's available in each and every play that we have. What did you make of the pass protection? So the pass protection, I would say they were they had a really good day. They stood up against some really good and big guys, and they and they literally they did their job. They sat in there. It wasn't, it wasn't perfect every play. There was some, some leakage left here, left right. Not going to put any names on anything. But they did, a stand-up, they did a stand-up job the entire game. X, he was standing up in the pocket. X, he didn't have to do much in the run game. He was able to just follow blocks and just read what he saw, and everything was just flowing in their favor. Jordan, what did you make of the series of events with Gabriel Benyard, where right before his touchdown, it was a, there was a fumble on the pitch, had to backtrack it back at the 49, and then the next play, I'm not sure if it was the exact same play or not, but the result was a pitch to Binyard, picked it up, took it over to the house, and we just talked about him last week, the Big South Freshman of the Week. Could be Freshman of the Year. We'll see. Some, some people have already made that hot take. <laughs> but Freshman of the Week right. and what he was able to do to pick up after that fumble and then immediately come back and take it to the house. Uh, and you know what? I'm actually – I know we've, we've given him a lot of credit, but I also want to relay this back to Shepard as well. I mean, throughout the year we've seen Shepard – Mess up, come back, doesn't make the same mistake twice. You see that with Benyard. He comes back and makes a huge play. And uh, I've said it a couple times. He has been the biggest spark throughout the last few games for this team. I I mean, the special teams is really what sticks out to me. Uh, The kickoff returns, he's just been such a spark plug for this team. And a team that really needed it. And it's not that this team doesn't have enough playmakers. But I I think we still maybe even haven't talked enough about Isaac Foster has not been here the entire year. That is a big blow to a good team. And, yes, they've been able to rush the ball just fine. But when you have someone like this step up, a guy that's young, not only does it say we have so many weapons this year, in the future, I mean, this, this guy's going to be a stud. And it, it makes you think, what if, too, if Isaac was healthy with how the offense is opening up right now to have him as a weapon? Yeah, uh, it's it's been Shep, you know. may been. Shep may have been putting up some Mike Leach numbers as far as <laughs> touchdown passes go in the game. <laughs> Well, Kennesaw State, a 45-21 winner over Robert Morris on the road. Owls have won seven in a row. They ended Robert Morris's seven-game home winning streak, and that was, that was a tough place to win. A lot of teams have come in there, and they haven't found a way to win. The Colonials played much better at home. We saw a better fight from RMU than we did in the spring. Didn't have to worry about that white flag until there at the very end from Mr. Miller. <laughs> but coming up this week, North Alabama. Don't look at the Lions record. Like, don't. Just stop. Don't go to RoarLions.com. Do not look at their record. That is highly deceiving. 
This is a team that's won a couple of games at home. They're much better in the second half of the season. Much better. They were neck and neck with Monmouth for three-plus quarters in that game up in West Long Branch, New Jersey. The offense has been there for UNA this season. It's been the defense that has struggled. And they've been a bit snake bit too. UNA has given up seven defensive touchdowns as far as the offense with four interceptions and three fumbles return back for a touchdown. So there's seven points that you, I don't know if you can truly wipe away. The offense may have scored. But seven aberrational points per game, it seems. So with UNA, a team that scored 33, 45, 42, 34, 31 over its last game since the start of October, this is going to be another road challenge because now KSU had to go to Pittsburgh, went on the road. Now you have to go on the road again against a high-flying offense. The Owls are going to have their work cut out again. Again, do, do not look at the UNA record. Yeah, Nolan and me and JG have been on this since, honestly, probably week three, week four. UNA is the best lower to midfield runners in the Big South Conference out of anybody. I mean, they can they compete every week. They never just get blown out. You look at the game last week against Monmouth. Rhett follows their quarterback. This is a different game. He threw three picks. Two touchdowns and three picks. Uh, that That's given that dangerous Monmouth offense with Musket and company three extra possessions to try to score on you, and then they only lose 45-33. As you said, three-quarters of that game, they were hanging in. We kept tuning into that game to try to see, oh, you know, you and they might pull mm -hmm. off upset. And it, it does. It shows Kennesaw State can't go, go sleepwalking into this game. Unlike against Gardner-Webb, this might be one that if they go into it sleep, sleeping a little bit, laying down a little bit, they might get the upset pulled on them away at UNA. They're, they're a dangerous team. They didn't – compete for a Division II national championship not that long ago for no reason. They have a lot of talented players. They have big bodies up front. That's what I'm most concerned about. Their big front seven and and how athletic they are at the linebacker position could definitely prove fatal to the spread option offense that has honestly just opened up over the past few weeks. UNA averages 104 rushing yards a game, 255 passing yards, averaging 28 points per contest. They give up 194 on the ground per contest and 230 through the air and 34.6 points on average. You mentioned Rhett Files, 107 completions, 1,300 yards, 13 touchdowns on the season. Parker Driggers, the leading rusher, 75 for 410 and seven touchdowns. He had a 99-yard touchdown run against RMU. The Lions have led seven of nine games this year, four of six in the third quarter. And like most teams, this is a Super Bowl game for them. You get to end your season. You haven't had a ton of wins. Your final year of your Division One transition, you get to put a really nice bow on it and defeat the number five-ranked Kennesaw State Owls at AFCA Coaches Poll at home at Braley Stadium where they've had a lot of success in their D2 years. Yeah, they have. They, they know winning. That's another difference between a lot of these programs is whenever you know how to win and especially know how to win these big games, which they've done in the past, that helps out so much as a program. A lot of times it's hard for these teams to kind of get over that hump, right? Like we saw at Gardner-Webb, they kind of found a game, a way to lose that game at KSU. A, a more experienced team that is a little bit more poised finds, way, finds ways to win that game, like Kennesaw State did, which, I mean, you got to tip your cap to Coach Bohannon for the program that he's built. That's why he's able to do those things. But that's where it is tough, Nolan, where North Alabama, they are a program that does know how to do that stuff. And another person to look out for, I know you said, Parker Driggers, but a guy who used to be here at KSU who's going to be looking to come play, Jackson Carson, very talented running back who knows how to pound it on the ground. Tell us more about Carson. Jackson Carson, he came in. He was a big recruit for Kennesaw State, was going to come play the B-back position. I think he was about 5'11", 230. He's a bruiser. He reminds me a lot of Preston Daniels 
And from how he's grown as a running back from the film that I've seen already, he's slimmed up a little bit. He looks more of a Kyle Glover-esque. I, I think he's going to be a, a definite force to see. I mean, looking last week, Parker Driggers only got three carries for seven yards and a touchdown. Looks like they gave him a, a few goal line carries to get a, a touchdown on the board. Jackson Carson was second in carries with eight for 24 yards, with the leader being Jalen Gibson for nine carries and 40 yards. So, looks like they're going to be giving him a little bit more work. And I, I look for, you know, former teams, It's they come out and play against those guys. Building off what you were saying, yeah, Jackson Carson, he's going to be one of those guys. He's a former KSU owl, so coming in this game, he's going to have that mentality of, hey, I want to beat my former team. I know a lot of these guys. So just coming in, going into this game, he's going to be hungry for it. Anytime he gets the ball, he's going to want to take his opportunity. This North Alabama offense, they are high-powered, and they can put up points. So that's going to be a big opportunity this weekend for this Kennesaw State defense and what they're building off of the, all, the passing performance that we saw last weekend. So – I feel like coming into this week, that's going to be a big thing they're going to work on, just the pass defense and also being able to just read and recover if we're switching up on the play actions and the runs that are going to come from come from the game this Saturday. And on top of that, uh, Jackson Carson, you know that that defensive coordinator over there at North Alabama is going to have him in the room asking him everything, anything and everything he knows about this Coach Chestnut-led spread option offense. And he knows some tricks of the trade. It, it's going to definitely give him a little bit of an advantage. I remember when he was a freshman, I was down there in the room with him. He was one of our running backs when we used to have joint meetings with them, with the slots and everybody. And, yeah, he was one of those guys. He's, he's a smart dude. He's absorbed everything like, like a sponge. So I know that those coaches are going to want to be in his ear all week just, hey, uh, we're seeing this look. What does it mean? What is there anything we can get out of it? But I know Coach Chestnut, he's going to know that. He's going to have that in the back of his mind. <laughs> he's going to think, hey, he's a, he's a good dude. He's not going to do that. But – Let's face it, we all know the truth. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Kennesaw State won the previous matchup in 2019, 41-17. That was a 2017 ball game uh, right before halftime. So it was a close game then. North Alabama had uh, a lot of success passing the football early on. KSU obviously scoring 41 points, was able to get its offense rolling. It's going to be an interesting one this Saturday, the final road regular season game. From Florence, Alabama, Braley Stadium, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. We'll have it for you on the KSU Owl Network, on the KSU Owls app, and KSUowls.com, and TuneIn Radio if you have that. Nolan Alexander, Brandon Sutton, Barkley Miller, and Jordan Griffith. Up next, we'll step aside. Jordan will come back with a big South Blitz, and then we'll bring on our player guest for the week, defensive lineman Tyler Moore, all coming up on Inside the Nest. At Fifth Third Bank, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Just look at our name, Fifth Third. Five-thirds equals 166.7%. So, according to the laws of mathematics, we are obligated to put 166.7% into everything we do. From our great customer service, to our security solutions, to providing you access to over 45,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. This is banking a Fifth Third better. Learn more at 53.com. Fifth Third Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back into the Big South Blitz. We have another week of Big South football to update you on. Not as crazy as it was last week, but we have some interesting results, some things that are really going to catch the eye around Kennesaw State football. Let's get right into it. Let's go in reverse, reverse order. Usually I wait for the most interesting game to talk about last, but let's start off with it this time, and that is Monmouth versus North Alabama. The game ended with Monmouth winning 45-33, to but I think that this score told a lot different story than what actually happened within the game. Now, obviously, this game is very important because Kennesaw State plays these next two teams for their last two games of the regular season. But Monmouth advances 5-0 now within the Big South. They got out big 
early. They scored within the first 50 seconds of this game. They got out to a 7-0 lead, and then they scored again just four minutes later. They were up 14-0. North Alabama scratched their way back. Monmouth got up as much as 24-7. Once again, the lines just would not go away. They retaliate with two straight scores going to 21-31. to And then just back and forth up until really the end, Monmouth ended up winning 45-33. to But once again, the Lions retaliated almost every single score that the Hawks were able to put up. At the end of the day, the overarching story for both of these squads was the offense. Monmouth putting up almost 500 yards. They put up 470 on UNA. But UNA came right back and they put up 415. 318 through the air for the Lions. Almost 300 for Monmouth. 176 rushing yards for Monmouth and then 97 for UNA. So the offense was going up and down the field on both sides of this game. Like we said last week, the middle of the pack in the Big South is just kind of carving itself away, and these teams are just beating each other. I want to say upsetting each other, and they're they're so close together within Big South games. Some other Big South games, North Carolina A&T, they win 21-18 to over Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern looked like they had it figured out the previous week. Then they lose to North Carolina A&T. North Carolina A&T looks like a mess last week. Now they look good this week. I mean, it's absolute anomaly, this entire conference. Hampton beating Gardner-Webb 27-21. That went into overtime. Hampton, once again, a very hot and cold team, just like the entire conference. Gardner-Webb gave Kennesaw State a scare just two weeks ago at home. Hampton didn't really give Kennesaw State much, but it doesn't matter because the Hampton Pirates look like a completely different team now. The final Big South score to get to isn't necessarily a Big South game, but just an opponent. Campbell falls to JMU. That's James Madison. That's right, the highly ranked year-in and year-out football program of James Madison. They win 51-14, to James Madison, that is, and that game was never really all that close. I don't think anyone really suspected it to be at any point, but the question bears, why does James Madison schedule a team like Campbell toward the tail end of their season, a, a tune-up game necessarily for them kind of later on the schedule? wonder how that got in there. And that was it for last Saturday. Now, looking at the standings, once again, Monmouth and Kennesaw State the lone dogs at the top, both 5-0. North Carolina A&T at 3-3, three three, so they're in sole possession of second place. Hampton at 2-3, tied with Robert Morris and Campbell. Once again, all those teams at 2-3. Charleston Southern, 2-4. North Alabama, 1-3. And, and Gardner-Webb in last, kind of surprising there, at 1-4. Anyone who says that they know who the third best team in this conference is, is either a liar or they don't know what they're talking about. And I'm going to go ahead and say that it is North Alabama. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to claim that at all. Once again, the middle to the last part of this conference is so hard to tell. They continue to beat each other. Their records aren't that great. Kennesaw State and Monmouth have been able to take care of business within this conference. Expect that to continue throughout the rest of the Big South season. That is it for the Big South Blitz. I'm Jordan Griffith. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, let's get you back to Inside the Nest. Welcome back into Inside the Nest. We have the pleasure of being joined by defensive lineman Tyler Moore. He had a couple of big plays in the first two drives, and the win at Robert Morris forced a couple of fumbles, and he gets set to take on a team from his home state, North Alabama, this weekend. Tyler, thanks for joining us, and I want to talk about those two huge plays that contributed to a 14 to nothing lead. Take me back through the first play, that strip sack of the Robert Morris quarterback. What was your pass rush, and how were you able to get out there and get a hand out and disrupt the play? Well, the first play, I pretty much, you know, I was just doing my job, you know, just getting out the ball and trying to beat the tackle on the outside, beat him on the outside, rushing. 
the ball was pretty much sticking out and I so I just been practicing all week on the little the little uh swipe through trying to uh, get the ball out and I got the good strip. So once you made contact with that, what's the next thing that you're taught to do as a defensive lineman? Uh really just when the ball come out you it's urgent. You just got to you got to get on it regardless because you want the turnover. So once I seen the ball pop out, we all ran to the ball and then the ball just going everywhere and seen it and just I ended up falling on it. Now take me through the second play where it was different. The quarterback kind of the pocket started collapsing. You ran and scrambled and yeah. you were able to hit him, knock it out. Reddick picked it up, returned it for about ten yards. Oh yeah. So on that play, basically the same thing. You know, he he stepped up in the pocket. I tried to. I seen him coming up, so I just retraced my steps and I seen him not wrapped up and popped the ball right out. And Zay came up with a good play. I wish he would have scored it though. <laughs> <laughs> did you give him a hard time about it? Nah, it's all right. You know, we got the ball. We did what we had to do. We got the field. Tell us what it's like as far as the the feelings you get and the adrenaline rush once you create a turnover. That the celebration only just starts because then you go to the sideline and turnover planks waiting for you right there. What's that emotionally like as a player? I mean, that feel good because, you know, everybody, you know, you want the turnover playing. So getting that in your hand, you know, you done accomplished something. We all done did our job on defense. So, you know, that's a great feeling to get the turnover playing always. And it's hype. And it's hype. You, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like a party over there on sidelines. Right. You know, it's, it's the best. Especially if you're the one with the turnover playing in your hands, man. Game over. Right. Game over. And you get the picture. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You want the picture to post for sure. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Actually, during the broadcast, I spoke to Nolan. It, it, it's funny how that play played out, the first strip sack on the quarterback, man. That's like the drill that we work with Coach Klein all the time, right? Yeah. We work on it all week. And it, I know you saw that ball. Your, your eyes got that big. I'm glad you made the play, man. But talk to me a little bit. I know we were talking about it earlier. The offensive tackles – at Robert Morris, like you said, they were coming off strong in the first quarter. What do you think made it change to where they they didn't want to come and make that contact anymore? Well, like what what do you think you did to prepare for that? I mean, you know, I just doing again, just doing my job. You know, just trying to come off the ball and keeping that same intensity and just try to keep consistency or at least better. You know, yeah, and just keep coming off the ball and keep giving everything I got. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. You you use your hands really good on Saturday. That's a big thing that I know y'all been working on. Uh, and I know on a, on a few times, y'all y'all running a lot of stunts Saturday on Robert Morris. Is that something y'all had planned going into it because they like to drop back, back and pass so much? I mean, it pretty much, you know, we try to beat everybody with our speed. You know, we, we may seem on the side, but, you know, we got a good factor, a hit factor between all of us on D-line, which is our speed. So pretty much using our speed, trying to beat them off the ball and going left and right, you know, we try to get them Heck yeah. right where we need them. Yeah, running a few games, man, running mm-hmm. a few games. Besides you. Who do you think is going to be the next best pass rusher that needs to look out in North Alabama next week? Uh, uh-huh. You know, I think all I got – look, you know, look, y'all go get after the quarterback. I know y'all do. That's what y'all bred to do. By, by every game, you know, I feel like it. you will never know who stands out the yeah. most because sometimes it can sit up for D. Scott and, and T. Bell and uh-huh. the, uh, Kelsey Allen on the end. You know, anybody can show up, so – you know, it, we all just we all. I feel like we all should be getting ready to, um, you know, have a big game. You Heck know? yeah, man! No, no doubt, no doubt. I just, you know, you all, you always got that dude that really dominates in one on ones. And obviously, you did it on Saturday, but I ain't gonna put too much pressure on you. It's, it's okay. It's okay. So, last question: What do you think is the giant difference of the step forward that y'all took after Georgia Tech? Because as a defense, as a whole, man, getting after the pass rusher, y'all's 
fitting y'all's run gaps and playing in the right zones. I know y'all been helping out y'all's DBs a lot, putting pressures on the quarterback. Yeah. What do you think has been the biggest difference since Georgia Tech in this defense? It's a completely different group. I feel like our mindset really changed a lot. You know, you know, going to a game like Georgia Tech, you know, they we pitched to lose, you know what I'm saying, and all that. But we really gave our all that game. And yeah. Coming out with a loss like that from Georgia Tech, you feel like you should have won. So, I feel like that switched up the mindset of the whole defense, like, we really good, we really great, and you know we can be better than what we really are. And you know we still got, we still got two games and, and more. You know what I'm saying to really prove what we really got. So every day we trying to prove that we can be the best and we are the best. You know, just our mentality just got to switch up and we got to just up the intensity. Heck yeah, man! No, I, I've loved watching you guys play, and congrats on a big game again. Appreciate you. Um, pass it off to Sut. This whole season, like we we've, we've seen you guys grow as a defense, and and. Week to week, we've seen you guys get better and better. And this Saturday, we got to see you put on quite the performance for everybody. Yes, sir. And, and what, what have you been doing since that Georgia Tech game, building off what Barkley and you were just talking about, that mentality? How have you been using that mentality to be more of a leader on this defense? I mean, you know, like like I said before, I, I just every day coming to practice and workouts and film study, you know, I just try to do my job again, you know, just every day, try to stay consistent and get at least a 10% better every day, you know, just – you always want to improve your game, never never take a step back. So I always just try to keep my, my head up high, you know, and just keep moving forward and just try to keep doing my job and, and do what do what I do best and just play hard and get do what I need to do. Hey, I like it, man. Just that incremental improvement, man, that's what can continue to make you guys such a better and better defense each and every week. But let, let's, let's turn the page back a little bit, back to that uh, second turnover you had. When you saw like, Xavier Reddick get the ball, what's the first thing to go through your mind? To be honest, I ain't even, I ain't even know. I, I was on the ground, so I ain't even seen him get the ball until I, like, I actually got up and seen him. And I was like, oh, oh, he got it, he got it. So I was like, I really, I just told you, I really hope he would have scored for real. Like, for real. Party in the end zone. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And that's, and that, we, from the offensive <laughs> side, we love nothing more than when y'all score. Because we ain't even got to do nothing. Points on the board. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's always good when the defense gets points. Dang right. What's something you're looking forward to for coming into this week, man? Going heading back up to North Alabama. Heading home, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, we want to come one and oh. Every week, you know, we get, it's getting down. It's November, you know. Around this time, it's. It's really crunch time, so, you know, we want to just come out with a win, you know, just take a step forward and get closer and closer to the uh, Big South Conference Championship. You know, we want to leave out on a good mark for sure. How many tickets How many tickets you need for this week? How many folks you got coming to the game? I don't even know. Man. You need a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> that means a bunch. I don't find out until Wednesday, so I don't even know. Get on that one, Nolan. Get them some tickets. Hey, hey, Tyler, how many players for North Alabama did you play with in – Growing up, high school or play against at any level? Uh, it was it just um, the running back, uh, Justin Carson. You know, he a good he uh, attended school here before, so mm-hmm. you know he um, he's good he's a good player, good um, kid. You know, he's always he's a good guy for sure. Like he always keep his head up. He's a hard worker. And, you know, he he shows it on film all the time. He just went to the wrong school, huh? <laughs> tra- tra- transfer the wrong school. <laughs> <laughs> you excited to get the lineup against him one more time? Yeah, I'm always. Hey, you I'm know, always I'm about to say you know he is. You know he is. I'm always excited to go against a uh, hometown rival. Heck know. yeah, go bust yeah. some heads, man. <laughs> now I, I got. I'm, I'm tired of the softball question, guys. I'm, I'm going to go straight to it. All right. Would you rather wear pants three sizes too big, or wear shoes three sizes too small? Oh my god, man, we're diving into I it. Feel now. Like yeah. I feel like the pants, you can put it up, you can adjust to it a little. It just depends the waist too big and the or the 
or the length too long. Like, I don't know. Let's go with both. <laughs> when I when I hear too big, I would think I would think the waist and probably the length. I'll probably I'll probably go with the pants for real for real because I can't you can't walk around with no no <laughs> shoes too small like that. I ain't gonna lie. I'm with you on that one, man. Pants like you, you can deal with that. You can cut them something. Exactly. Yeah. I, hey, I'll wear I'll wear some. What do they call jorts? I'll wear some jorts. It's okay <laughs> it, it, as long as I don't gotta wear shoes that are three times too small. That would your feet miserable all the time. I don't even know if you can really fit in that. Tell you toes be all crushed oh, up. Man, heck no. <laughs> I'm with you guys too. And, and Tyler, last question before we take a break and hope you join us for our our fact or fiction round. I can always spot you on defense. You know why? Because you always have the T-shirt. You got your shirt. You got your jersey rolled up, but you always have a long T-shirt. Oh, it extends <laughs> down. Is that like a lucky shirt or something? And most guys kind of wear like dry fit or something like that. Yeah. But it looks like you just got a normal long T-shirt underneath I your mean, pants. That, that shirt is uh, that's a 2018 shirt. It's uh, the Big South Champion shirt. One of our Big South Champion shirts. So I try to keep that on my chest, you know, especially long. My guy be setting. Um, we got Barkley over here, man. You know, you know they they um they set up they set us up for, like. The program was great, you know, so keeping that on my chest, you know, I got a little bit of them in me, you know, so I'm proud to really play um, like play beside those boys because they showed us something that, that you know, that we really that we really needed on that hard work and that eat. They really put that emphasis on it, you know. So keeping that on my chest, you know, that was like a, it's like a little good luck charm or something, I guess I could say. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we hope after this year you get a new T-shirt that you can wear around. 2021. We'll all wear it around. We will all all proudly wear it around. Well, Tyler, thanks for joining us. Best of luck against UNA, and we'll have you stick around here just right after the break, okay? Appreciate you. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. Welcome back into the scoreboard round. Fact or fiction here on Inside the Nest. Nolan Alexander, Brandon Sutton, Barkley Miller, Jordan Griffith, and our player guest defensive lineman Tyler Moore. So, Jordan set you up already with a would you rather. Would you rather have pants three sizes too big or shoes two sizes too small? You said pants three sizes too big. Barkley, Brandon, and I said the same thing. Jordan, what, what's your answer? Wait, you said pants as well? As, yeah, I agree. See, I'm actually going to – I feel like I always go against you guys. I'm yeah. going with the shoes. Ugh, Humans nah, are naturally either. meant to not wear shoes. So you just, just never it. wear just shoes? It. Yeah, your feet would build calluses, and you would you would be pretty much be able to walk anywhere. You could never go in a gas station. No <laughs> shoes, no shirt, no service. You can in Florida. Yeah, you That's, got <laughs> in That's Florida. true. Alabama, too. There's no way I would be able to, to live with the pants, man. There's just no way. No because pants three sizes too big for you is probably like a large or an XL. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, again, in my opinion, I think that you have to not only, like, pretty much strap it all the way around with the belt, but then you also have to roll it up down mm-hmm. at the ankles. And I hate doing that anyway. I would just go without the shoes. Country style. I'm good. <laughs> Country style. <laughs> be, be like a Luke Bryan song. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So I have a unique twist on fact or fiction. Here's how it works, Tyler. Typically, we give two statements, one's true and one's false, and you just tell me which one you think is which, okay? I got you. But I'm going to throw in a little twist this week. I don't know if it's going to make it easier or harder. 
I'm going to give three statements. Two are true. One is false. So you just tell me which one you think is false, okay? We need a scoreboard review. I know Sutton first, but I don't know. I don't From know. The double or nothing? Yeah. By how much? Yeah, that put him. Yeah, I think he's about one because me and Nolan were the only two that were right. We surpassed you because we were all tied, I'm no, pretty sure. Got, me and him got double or nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you did. I forgot so about that. Okay. You are in Seoul first, I know that. So you have, what, five? <laughs> it's either four or five. I, Let's I'm, give you five. Okay. I think I have four. And Nolan, and I think, has four. Four, yeah, because Nolan was in the five, lead. Five, four, four. What does Barkley have? Three, three or four. Three, three, three. three. We're not giving you four. That's yeah, fine. we're not giving him four. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't going to cut you. No hey, hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. They, they, they don't like to see the boy winning. It's okay, right. Tyler, if you get this right, you get to join the list of players that have gotten, gotten one right on their guest appearance, and then we'll have some big competition at the end of the year, okay? Okay, okay. So the three statements. Number one, on average – it takes a raindrop 90 seconds to hit the ground. Statement number two. North Alabama is the most recent Division II team to be invited to the White House. Division II football team. Let me clarify that. Division II football team to be invited to the White House. Or statement number three. On average, it takes a snowflake 45 minutes to touch the ground. So Goodness, one, of these is, one of these is false. And the rest are true. And One's false true. and the rest are true. So those are some good questions. Go ahead, Tyler. I, I, I want to hear what you got to say first. I don't know because I, I feel like the snowflake, the snowflake might be false for sure, but I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to pick All one. Right. So raindrop, ninety seconds. North Alabama f- is the last D two football team to be invited to the White House. Snowflake, forty five minutes. I'm gonna have to go with the snowflake. Snowflake is false. Okay, you think that's false? All I right, think that's false. Right. This okay. definitely makes it harder for us. Yeah, it all. really does. It makes okay, your so odds we, go from 50-50. Right, to so we have to – yeah, it's tougher. Yeah. Well, if everyone misses. Well, does Division Two national champions go to the White House? I feel like they do it every for everybody. Oh, it's the NCAA thing. Well, if that's the case, then – Okay, so my yeah. my um, line of thinking here, we're, we're on Monday. He's in, he's in the middle of prep right now. The University of Alabama one's got to be true. I feel like I feel like that's I feel like that's got to be true. So that means one of the other ones is false. I will go with rain. I feel like it doesn't take 90 seconds. I don't know. What do you think, son? What are you talking about? The University of Alabama. North. Oh well, well, we're not talking about you guys. You guys can barely beat LSU. Well, he he said he said he no- said North Alabama. Yeah, we, said, that's not. what I said. You said University of Alabama. Okay, Jesus. Yeah, I, like I mean, yeah. I was, I was <laughs> thinking, University of North Alabama. I was thinking the Crimson Tide. Barkley's coming out for the technicalities now. <laughs> I was thinking the Crimson Tide. <laughs> you said the University of Alabama. Oh, my goodness. To answer your question, JG, I'm going raindrop. Just because I think. Drop top? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going raindrop because I, I think it's faster than that for some reason. See, I think it's slower. I was really? going to go raindrop for the opposite reason. I think it's faster than that because, like, dude, ninety seconds. It's not. Though. It's a minute and a half. Yeah, I mean, I you know how long it takes that. to skydive? Less no, than that. I, don't, I, I feel say like I don't. less than that. I don't know actually. I, mean, yeah, <laughs> I just made I that no up. Cold I, I'm gonna go with. I was about to say I'm gonna go with longer than that skydive, but I'm I'm going raindrop. Okay, snowflake uh, raindrop. We got to get some answers locked in here. I'm guys. gonna go raindrop. Because uh, opposite reason, but you know what? I'm actually gonna go against my logic that I said. I'm gonna go with the the University of North Alabama. There one. you go. Okay. Because I just I want to be different. Let's talk about Jordan's oh my answer. Gosh, it's in the prep. Look it's at that. <laughs> Which you responded to Michael Goss said you got it. You like that? I hope I got it right. I ain't gonna lie. 
North Alabama is the most recent and the only Division okay, II okay, football okay, program okay, to okay. visit the White House, invited in 1996 by Bill Clinton. Now that's really cool. Okay. That's really cool. So Jordan, Jordan got it wrong. So now it's between the snowflake and the raindrop. The average time that it takes a raindrop to fall, two minutes. It does take a snowflake, Bang. 45 minutes. Don't high-five Tyler. You got yeah, it wrong. wrong. Yeah, why'd you do that? I, I thought he had, said raindrop, too. I had to congratulate my man. <laughs> <laughs> good teammate. That's it. a good teammate. I don't get it wrong a lot. I actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't get it wrong a lot, huh? I meant right a lot. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I don't get it right a lot, so it's nice whenever I do it. Western Washington. Sut extends the lead, man. Sut yeah, does, yeah. and I, I pull in. I'm coming closer. Jump Street over here, taking control. Jump Street. Uh, you know what they say, right man. I'm Ice Cube. Hey, honestly, though, that wasn't a bad guess. Like, what would you say it was for Snowflake? 45 seconds? It, 45 minutes. No, 45 oh, minutes. It's true, yeah. Look, it was I, true. Because so you think about it, it do, like, sway around in the air, but yeah. I didn't think it would take But I'm about to say, that's a long that's time. Forever, that's almost an hour. That's a long time. So. It is almost an hour. Hey, and I was right, though. You were, you were right, but for the wrong reason. Hey. That's okay. No, it is a check. A win's a win, right? You don't have to explain the answer on this. You just got to circle the right answer a, on this a, test. A win's a win. It's a win. Yeah, I mean, Brandon got it right without an asterisk. I'm like you. That's a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> Tyler Moore, thanks for joining us. Best of luck against UNA. Looking Thank forward to seeing you and the Owls 3 p.m. Eastern to Central Braley Stadium in Florence, Alabama. For Barkley Miller, Brandon Sutton, Jordan Griffin, I'm Nolan Alexander. Until next time, go Owls.